0: Hello and welcome to our next edition of our encounter videos. It's lesson six It's going to be for October the 9th. Um, I am not in my usual spot so imagine the um, chapel behind me. That's right. That well maybe by the time you see this it's a reminder to get in your car and come to Montgomery Bell State Park. Yep. Yeah. Or if you are watching this later in the week, we had a wonderful time at Montgomery Bell State Park. I'm sorry that we missed yeah. you. We'll do it again next year <laughs> around the same time.
1: Um, That's funny.
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm at my parents' house in Hendersonville, Tennessee, because I will be going to East Tennessee Presbytery uh, for Saturday's meeting. So uh, again, if you watch this, thanks for having me. It was a great meeting.
1: <laughs> Rock on. Yeah. It was an awesome meeting. Thank right? you. <laughs>
0: uh, so, my name's Chris Fleming. I'm the adult ministry coordinator for the Ministry Council of the Carmel Presbyterian Church, and I am joined with I am
1: Becky Zardi. I'm the director of ministry with women from the Ministry Council for the Carmel Presbyterian Church. Woohoo!
0: That's good. Any we made uh, it through those titles. Women's women's ministry side of things.
1: Yeah, we're still looking for your Woosley Woman Wednesday. So make sure that you send us a picture and a approximately 250 word biography about the women in your church. And it it can be any woman in your church. It can be your matriarch of your church. It can be the woman that cooks all the BBS hot dogs, whatever. We want to know about the women of your church and the contributions that they make to your congregation. So please send us that information.
0: Very good, very good, and so today we're going to be talking about the Ten Commandments, and that's going to be from Exodus chapter 19, verse 3 through 7, and then also uh, chapter 20, verses 2 through 17, and we'll start with our prayer for illumination. Mm -hmm. Lord God, as the psalmist writes, blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. As we study, help us to know your law and walk in it. Give us understanding and the strength to do as you command. Amen.
1: I think I did write that
0: one. Um, and okay. our, yeah, our memory verse, Exodus chapter 20, verse 2 I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And so, there we go. I, I'm a big fan of the Ten Commandments. I get yeah. one, two, about three of them right most of the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. For yeah them. I, um, I do not have them memorized i have okay. to be honest they are not um they're not memorized in my memory bank
0: i like so just by way of introduction i think one of the um, funniest and slash realistic things that i've ever experienced uh seven years ago six years ago i think there was a courthouse in alabama uh that had the 10 commandment monument on the grounds. oh
1: yeah and remember uh,
0: this yes and of course there was a court case brought by you know, some civil liberties, I don't know which one it was. Um, and, uh, you know, big outcry, you know, that there used to be a 10 yeah. commandments thing. Uh, Stephen Colbert was still doing his show on Comedy Central at the time. He wasn't late night show host like he is now. Um, but he was interviewing one of the Alabama representatives, like political, you know, state representatives. And this guy just started railing about how important the 10 commandments is and how can you have a society if you can't Uh, post the Ten Commandments, and I mean, he just reiterated how important they were, and so Stephen Colbert just said, you are correct. These were probably the greatest document in Western civilization. Can you give me five of them? And the guy had, after two of them, he had no idea what they were, and I thought um, that's a good illustration of how they're probably more symbolic than people uh, actually know them or care to memorize them, but I do know in life, if you really do care about something, you probably give more attention to it than just lip service. So that was just a way of opening up. I'll remember that interview until I die, I think, because it, I was like, yeah, this lots of bark, little bite sometimes from from our religious folk. Yeah. So anyway, um, so far as the introduction, uh, do you remember the first time you learned about the Ten Commandments? how fundamental would you say the 10 commandments are for education in the Christian tradition?
1: It's a great question. Um, I would say the first time that I probably learned about the 10 commandments, I was probably little, you know, um, I know you all know that I grew up in the church of Christ. And so that was like learning the scripture was very fundamental in, in my upbringing so I, I had to be probably grade school, you know, the first time that I can really think about learning about 10 commandments. And as far as like Christian tradition, I mean, for, okay, for Christian education, for Christian tradition, they are, they are incredibly important. I mean, this is when the law was given to the Israelites. This is, this is where this started. This is where the Israelite nation really took hold of being, kingdom of priests that they were supposed to be and being set apart from all the other nations so yeah fundamental for sure
0: yeah and and then yeah fundamental for education the christian tradition you know that we'll talk about it later i mean it's very very important but it certainly isn't the central um yeah not the central theme of our uh of our faith um and we'll talk about why that is but I would say also, I mean, it's fundamental, I think, for society, because um,
1: yeah.
0: when we think about the Ten Commandments, the vast majority of them are people would call universal ethics. Don't murder, don't commit adultery, yeah. don't steal, don't lie, right? Don't covet. Yes,
1: these but are, these are time, how you are a good ethical human being. Yeah,
0: but people say those are universal, but I don't think they are. Like, you know, what does it mean to commit adultery? if you live in a polygamous society, right? That's true. I don't know what that meant when, you know, why David and Solomon had all their, all their shenanigans. I, I don't know. Right. Um, and so while we take them for granted, they're not really universal. They're, they were, they were a revelation, but they also acted in two manners. They were fundamental to your spiritual life in the old Testament, but it was also the basis of just a society. Um, and then that gets a little complicated because Israel was a theocracy at the time, uh-huh. so God was king. Yeah, so it, it gets a little thing. But now today, where you have societies that are not built on a theocracy, mm-hmm. but you still have this moral ethic, they're still important because that's how our we're founded. But like something like the Sabbath day doesn't make any sense in a twenty-four no, capitalistic yeah
1: thinking about thinking about these 10 commandments and the theocracy of of israel we have to remember that a good portion of the reason that these were given was to set israel apart from the other nations that were surrounding israel so what is it that they were doing in comparison to what god was saying you should be doing that was different to make Mm -hmm. israel set apart from the rest of them yeah
0: so that so that's where i would say um the 10 commandments i said in the last last week's episode that really exodus was saying these this is egyptian we're mm-hmm. israelite yeah and so in some sense that's where like i am the lord your god you shall have no other gods before me and that's one reason why that's number one would be because egypt has raw or newt or whatever god that's not going to be i am the lord your god and then you won't make any idols of course egypt was a bunch of idols. Um, mm-hmm. And then the last thing I'll say would be, like, these are the foundations to construct construct a society where everyone can flourish, whether you're poor or rich, you know, whether you're a male or female, whatever you are in the Israelite society, you have the dignity of not being murdered. Even in the yeah. Sabbath, if you're a slave, you still have to have a day off, right? Yes. Um,
1: Which, again, in the nations around Israel, that's, that's unheard of.
0: Right even like, yeah. so the Ten Commandments protected, like I said, even the slaves. So, like, you can't bear false witness against a slave, even if, you know, yeah. you, you, in some sense, it was just, it was a foundation for a flourishing life for the nation, regardless who you were. Right. And that wasn't like that with every society. Right. Um. So that's, you know, yes. that's pretty important. Anything Incredible. else on that one?
1: No, I don't think so. I think that's a great introduction. It's a great way to Get us thinking about the importance of the Ten Commandments to Israel and the foundation of Christian education versus where we are today. So, good, All right. good so slide in.
0: On the exploring the scripture side, this was a pretty large uh, section. Um, and I think the discussion question really helps us focus in. But before I get to the discussion question, was there anything that you wanted to make sure that uh, you highlighted?
1: Um, yeah i w- want to talk about caleb mentions at the very beginning of the section that god is now entering a new covenant you know we had the abrahamic covenant now we have this new covenant that god is is giving post exodus he says to the descendants of abraham so it's important for us to remember that this is the next this next is step. the next next step yeah manifestation yeah we
0: got to be careful because even the new te- new testament is a building on the on the one that was given before, right? The Davidic yes. covenant. So, like when we use term new covenant, it doesn't mean like, oh, well, now God's just shifted and how now because there is a dispensational theology that is in some parts of the Cumberland Presbyterian church where like God operates in like nine different ways, like Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. it was obedience, don't eat of that tree. And then uh then it was the Noahic covenant, and then the Abrahamic covenant, then the Sin- Sinai or you know, Moses, anyway we would just see those as building blocks of the same yes. covenant in the Cumberland Church. Church. Yep. And the difference and I think that's is where we are. Yeah. So like the, the previous covenants were really based on one person, which would have been Adam, Noah, Abraham, mm-hmm. but yep. now we're talking about a nation, a whole a people. nation. And yes, so the whole people group. So the covenant is more, it's, it's, it's a little different than Noah built a boat. Or Adam don't eat of the Yeah, tree. because
1: it's the reliance on this entire nation of people to keep their end of the of the bargain. You know, I mean it's God saying, okay, here are the things that I want you to do. And if you follow them, then your nation is going to prosper. And you as a people will prosper. But if you don't follow them, then there are consequences to those actions as well
0: yeah and i thought about that so like the commandments themselves like obviously israel didn't do it very well um but no nation we talked about this i think caleb brings up uh our constant on page 32 our constitution of the united states begins with we the people um but what the point was is is that individuals will be terrible all the time right
1: yeah like
0: you're terrible i'm terrible if you're watching this there's times you're terrible but what you want as a society is at least the ideals. We've talked about this in a previous. As a whole. Yeah, yeah, you want to at least reach for those things. And you might never achieve it as a, but, but where nations get in trouble and what Israel got in trouble is you had kings that were corrupt. And so even the ideal wasn't desired anymore. Right. And, and like, uh, is, it, uh, is it judges or kings? I guess it's kings. No, it was Samuel. I forgot which one. But you heard that everyone, there was no king in Israel. So it was Samuel. So everyone yeah, did what way. was right in their own eyes. Yep. And and so when a nation becomes a just a built up of individuals that do whatever they want, the ideal is not there anymore. So there's a rejection of the Ten Commandments, pretty much yeah. at that point. Um, but that's, that's
1: actually, uh, I think that scripture comes from the beginning of Ruth.
0: Okay. Same. Yeah. Well, okay. Ruth well, how, it's well,
1: I mean it. It's it yeah. talks times. about the time of judges. Is right. What it talks about, but if yes. you go to Ruth 1 1, it yeah, that's what it tells is that you know, this was during the time of Judges where everybody did what was right in their own eyes.
0: Gotcha. So, um, so that's which honestly, as,
1: it is a heartbreaking phase, but if you really, yeah, I don't want to digress too far, but if you think about that, even here, Israel did the same thing, and yeah. even today, we do the same thing. We like to do what was right in our own eyes instead of following what. God's asked us to do
0: yeah yep and so one of the things I guess with a king one of the reasons because then you would have a monarch that would be able to establish a system by which when people get out of that vision or they become very individualistic then you have a monarch or you have a system by which you can try to keep people in line. so -hmm. that might have been some of the desire (laughs) to have a king was to see these ten commandments maybe practiced as a whole sure um, where you know and that was a terrible idea too Did, did
1: not work out the way that they had anticipated no because the the whole point um and i think caleb says this on top of page 32 he says it is god and god alone who claims the victory and the honor over their protection and deliverance yes and that was that was the whole point of setting apart the nation of israel was that god was supposed to be king right that he was the one that had the authority and uh, the ruling power and that the people were supposed to follow the laws that he then set down for them which were the 10 commandments plus the whole book of deuteronomy um but they they couldn't they just couldn't and so they thought maybe having a king then would help them follow and, and that didn't either Yeah, And
0: then I like the way Caleb in page 32 underneath the listing of the 10 commandments that he's got there. um, If you, again, if you think of the 10 commandments as a way to base society, to make it as righteous as possible, they do a pretty good job. If everybody did these things, society wouldn't be completely terrible,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but doesn't mean it's righteous. And we'll get into that, but they wouldn't be terrible. Um, But I like uh, on that second to last paragraph, that last sentence, when looking at a cake, Mm -hmm you can seek to understand why it contains sugar, flour, and eggs, but more importantly, you should try and appreciate how all those things work together to make it delicious, and I, I yeah. kind of like that imagery, because I also thought about a recipe, like, you could consider yeah. the Ten Commandments a recipe for a good life, um, yeah. and so, but, you know, if you if you don't put the eggs in there, or if you, uh, if you don't put the uh, Sabbath day in there, then it's not going to be as, it's not going to right Fake right
1: <laughs> it's not, yeah it's not uh-huh. going to be as desirable as i as it could and that that i think you know when looking at this we have to remember and i and i do love this whole allegory that he put in here this whole concept of the cake because to put all this together would cause this nation to flourish right. and cause the people within inside the nation to flourish but Then, when you take something out where you don't follow it, then you're not flourishing anymore.
0: Yeah. It's it's, some of you people like to make like what organic peanut butter things and you don't have enough ingredients in there. And anyway, I digress. (laughs) Um,
1: Pick on my peanut butter.
0: (laughs) And then I also, um, the very just that last paragraph on page 32, um, it's more than just, you know, like the pharisees got it wrong because they were just trying to follow a law but for this purpose of the law's sake but really what these were supposed to do as you said was to and we'll just do the last sentence on page 32 to bring death to someone whom god has given life is an act in opposition to god's will these were just to ensure life and to ensure goodness so you don't practice yeah. it for its sake you practice it so that it there's flourishing as we've said so
1: right
0: uh. I think that's, important, and I
1: think that, I think that goes into then what Christ tells us in the new Testament that, you know, he said, you have heard it said, do not commit murder, but I tell you anyone who holds hang anger in their heart towards their brother has already murdered them. So it's not just, and that's where the Pharisees got it wrong. It's not just the physical act of the law, but it's the whole emotional component of the law. If you hold a lot of harbor a lot of anger to another created being, then you're it's just like murdering them in your heart because yeah. you're wishing ill will upon this person because you're angry with your brother instead of wishing that their life would flourish, but then it's also committing murder against yourself because we know from studies that when you harbor anger and hold on to that all the physical manifestations that come along with holding holding on to that anger inside of yourself you know yeah. it, it, it you're not you're not flourishing you're not you're not being in the creation that god has created you to be because you're acting in opposition to it
0: so then i think this would probably be a good time to pull in that discussion questions because i am kind of curious which of the ten commandments seems the most clear cut in your opinion Uh, which ones are the most difficult to appreciate and how does each commandment relate to the other not
1: okay so the most clear cut is having no other gods before the lord i Mm. mean to me that that's pretty clear um the one that's most difficult to appreciate is the not coveting
0: well, I can that appreciate it. Hard. Just can't do it.
1: That's that one's hard. I mm. mean, it's because you know, where's the line between coveting and jealousy and just looking at something and wishing you had it too? You know, I mean, there there is a line between those, but I think that's kind of harder. Um, and how does I think each commandment relates to the other one? Because if you're doing all these things, well, I was going to bring this up later, but I think maybe we should bring it up here. Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 40. Um, If you look those up, this is when Jesus is questioned and said, which is the greatest commandment? And he says, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, thy mind, thy strength. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So, they relate to each other because if you're doing all of these together then you're loving the lord your god with everything that you have and all that you are and you're loving your neighbor as
0: yourself i would say we'll build upon that but i think that's true like if you're right spiritually you're manifesting all of these yes yeah um i'm with you the have no other gods before me that's pretty clear cut like i can't reason my way out of that one no um which ones are the most difficult to appreciate i appreciate them all but hypocrisy is a nod to virtue like (laughs) i appreciate every single one of them um (laughs) uh, and i really do i mean like i appreciate them uh but i don't appreciate them in the fact that like it's like the pharisees or like you brought up with jesus i'm cool with not murdering somebody i've never been tempted to murder anybody in my life until jesus came around and said whoa getting mad at somebody and then you're like oh yeah eh." right um and probably i struggle with do not covet to an extent um because i just like things
1: (laughs) well you know okay and to be honest in the western culture that one's really hard because we are taught to keep up with the joneses right yeah. You know, so we're taught to look at your neighbor's house and go, hmm, I want that boat too. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I like it. <laughs> you thing. know, but I yeah. appreciate simplicity. I just don't want to practice it. I'm like, uh, sure. Is it uh, Augustine when he prayed, Lord, give me chastity? Just not yet.
1: <laughs> just not now. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: love simplicity. <laughs> I just don't want to practice it right now. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. Um, and then how to, each nine relate to the other. Well, I think number one's the building block.
1: Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. And
0: then like Caleb said about the cake, I love eggs. I love sugar. I love flour. But when you put all them bad boys together, it's even better. (laughs) Yum. Right? And so. Yum.
1: Yeah. You don't want to just eat a handful of flour.
0: No, that wouldn't be too good.
1: Or just a handful of raw eggs. But man, if you put them all together.
0: Pretty good. Voila. That stick the battery it's pretty good <laughs> all right anything on this this section before we go with the digging deeper
1: section? no i think that was a great section really well built on understanding the 10 commandments
0: all right so um then we're gonna move on to that digging deeper section and then i'll give you the floor to bring up what you want to bring up and then we'll mm-hmm. see what we can build upon there
1: Yeah, he started great with this whole imagery of being carried to safety by a mighty eagle. And it's both appropriate and beautiful in the way that God said, yeah, I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you out to myself. I love that imagery. Um, and if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, like I am, um, that plays right into Lord of the Rings and pastors, just an FYI, you can pull Lord of the Rings into a sermon. I've done that. It's great. Um, because you have this, I love how he puts later that it's, it's both this protective, but also this devastating power. You can only imagine coming out of the 10 commandments or the 10, the, um, my brain just left me 10 plagues, yeah. walking out of the 10 plagues and witnessing, personally witnessing the devastating power of God. I mean, how just terrifying That had to have been. Um, But then now you're here at Mount Sinai. And that was something that I think uh, Caleb brought up in the beginning when God descended on the mountain. Yeah. um, The mountain trembled violently. The blast of the trumpet rang loudly, and a cloud of smoke grew quickly. So, again, we go back to that terrifying oh, my gosh that's so scary but at the same time god is protective and caring for this nation of people so it it is it's that dichotomy of having this majestic eagle which is beautiful but also can be devastatingly powerful i mean if you've ever seen even um a bald eagle the size of their talons it's crazy huge scary but yet they're beautiful i mean they're just you know and, and i think I think it has to, I think it's the same with the Israelites here now at Mount Sinai, where they've witnessed this terrifying power of God, but at the same time, it's this protective caring, um, that, that God is now offering this new covenant to the people. So he asked for with this, with this new covenant, he asked for unwavering loyalty
0: and yeah, loyalty probably even more so than say this loyalty maybe even more so than obedience because if your heart's in the right spot you'll eventually get it yeah. right through yes. the help of the holy spirit but if you're sure if you're prideful and you're you know yeah it's gonna be hard to get right
1: yeah so and that's what i've got in the beginning of this section there's right, that last paragraph but let's build off that
0: so i'm gonna just go ahead and do the discussion question because most of my stuff will come just to answer that and i am curious because we both were trained in the uh the campbellite way yeah Um, have you ever heard someone say we are christians we don't have to follow any of the rules in the old testament do you agree or disagree with that statement and why do you agree (laughs) or disagree like i preface this by saying i think i've said this before one of my professors in the bible college bragged that in 30 years of ministry he never preached out of the old testament and that was a good thing for him like and i think he spent like 20 years in the gospels Sure. that was the most important part in the in the understanding of theology or, or anything in the especially some branches of that church of christ um,
1: yeah yeah so okay so growing up in the church of christ church of christ does not believe that they, they believe that they're a new testament church and so um some of the things that were taught to me growing up was that the old testament was really just there for reference yeah it's cool you know it's cool it's <laughs> what god did but
0: and it's important to learn but not yeah
1: but we don't we don't follow the old testament laws so i i have heard i have heard someone say that or something very similar to what i've heard says. it
0: in the cumberland presbyterian church too so it's not well,
1: and i and i well can i say i agree and disagree i guess both um i think the old testament I, again it's the building blocks It is important for us to understand what God has done through the nation of Israel, what God has done through humanity, because it's the building blocks. He had the covenant with Adam. He had the covenant with Noah. He had the covenant with now Moses and he's, and it's these building blocks until we get to Jesus. And then Jesus gives us the new covenant that resulted in his death and resurrection. So I, ultimately, I think we're still following the Old Testament, the the Ten Commandments, because again, if you go back to those two great commandments that Christ gave us, if you are doing what these two great commandments are, loving the Lord with everything that you are and all that you have and loving your neighbor as yourself, you're following the Ten Commandments ultimately, just not specifically, you know, but if you're, if you're following this, then you, in essence, are following the Ten Commandments.
0: I would say I'm with you on the agree and disagree part. And what you're describing, if I, I can put words, it's the Pauline theology of the Old Testament and the New Testament, or what Martin Luther would say, the law and the gospel, in a sense. When Paul says walk by the Spirit, what he's saying is is the law is dead to us because the Spirit is above the law. So yes. So in the Ten Commandments, do not steal. Hey the Christian thing would be to share what you have or do not murder. Oh, the Christian thing would be to make sure that there's an environment to where people live well or honor your parents is actually a way of honoring God, right? Because they're, they have created you out of their own image. And so if you're disobeying them, who you can see, how could you obey God or love God who you can't see that kind of thing. And so so when Paul brings out that is you walk by the spirit, but here's the, but, but it's important for this. Like, I am not a very smart person when it comes to high academic mathematics, like E equals MC squared. That's one of the most important. That one equations. I actually do know. <laughs> but do you understand it? No. That's my point. No. So you could say E equals MC squared it means nothing except that I, yeah, it means that. Sure. But if I really wanted to understand it, I would have to go back and study how they got to it, why it's important, and so on. And I think that's what the Old Testament does. It's kind of like the Christian yeah. who has this John 3:16, but has no maturity at all whatsoever. And you're like, maybe, but don't you want to learn a little bit about what that means? And I think dig so, a little deeper. Yeah, dig deeper. I mean, I think so by following the old testament, um. It's not just, it's, you just don't open it up and just, oh, there's the covenant in the Old Testament. Look at how people struggled. Look how they overcame. Look what God did. Look what, you know, God punished and whatnot. And so by working through those things, and then in the covenant Presbyterian church, and we'll get into this in the next section, so I don't want to go too far, but that's the same covenant. It's just the outworking. It's the understanding of the grace and covenant that we have in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So I think the more you know, the more you know. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: absolutely
0: i guess i agree and disagree as well i mean uh, and it's still the word of god like it, yes. it's, yeah. god's I mean, word, doesn't, it's god's word
1: just because you know again uh, just because we're living under the new covenant does not make the old testament any less important
0: now i think what caleb might have been doing was to think about uh like ceremonial laws versus sure um you know yeah i'm not laws. about
1: Sacrificing anything, you know, I'm not going to bring my lamb, I'm not going to bring a dove, I'm not going to because we don't live under that law,
0: yeah. So, whatever points to Christ, so like a lamb led to the slaughter, don't want to get in any theological discussion whether you know Christ was an atoning sacrifice or not. I believe that he was, but but point being is if he's the atoning sacrifice and he's been sacrificed, Mm -hmm. you don't have to bring the sacrificial system in anymore, yeah. But I mean, if it's a here. Yeah, we'll get to it in the next one. Okay. So let's go to that learning from the scripture. If you don't care, I'll just go straight into the discussion question. Because yeah, no, shoot. I think that'll help us. Considering the covenant God made with the people of Israel at Mount Sinai, how would you say the Ten Commandments serve as more than simply legal instructions? I think they do.
1: I I think it's a it's a way of life. It's a way of living. It's the way of looking at the world around you and treating. I mean, we have to remember that the whole purpose that God set up the 10 commandments was to set Israel apart as a nation of priests, Mm -hmm. which means that they were then the priestly representatives to the rest of the world around them, not just Israelite nation, but all of the other nations, the ones that they conquered, the ones that they befriended and you know they were they were supposed to be the priestly representatives of god to the rest of the world um so it's more than it's more than just legal instructions it's how to live how to survive how to flourish
0: and then i haven't done this in like a month but it to me it goes back to the exact same thing that we do in our vows and marriage Mm. we have this list of things that we're going to be obedient to yeah And that's our goal. And we mean it. And we both say I do. Now, when I fail, because my wife is perfect, as we all know, when I fail, Amy is perfect. (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't kick me out. She doesn't stop the relationship. Right. Um, And she's never had to remind me of my vows either, just to be clear. But, but the point being is, it is basically, I think that this is part of the covenant to where God says, in order for us to have a flourishing relationship together, this is the conduct that is becoming of being in a relationship together
1: right yeah
0: um so in some sense that it's a vow the 10 commandments are a vow of faithfulness yes um and then just like in marriage if you you step over a vow too far too long then yeah there's consequences absolutely Um, and even if you mess them up there's a break in relationship a little bit and you gotta
1: yeah and i think caleb really points that out in this section because he really talks about that this is this is relationship with god this is how you maintain this relationship with god you know i i delivered you from bondage and because i delivered you from bondage now i'm giving you a new way of living and how to look like to the rest of the world and this is how we maintain that relationship
0: yeah see that was pretty good and clear i like that was clear That was clear all right so let's go to apply this here scripture um so um you want to do the discussion question or just bring some stuff out
1: no let's do the discussion question on this one yeah it's a really good discussion questions
0: so take time to look back at each of the ten commandments and imagine a nation where these commandments were followed Mm. how would that nation look different from other nations in our world today how can the Ten Commandments lead you into a deeper sense of closeness with Jesus Christ? I won't do the respond part that you can do on yeah, your own man. class, but what do you got there?
1: I, you know, if we, Christianity, as much as people would love it to be, cannot be a theocracy.
0: No. <laughs> because. Well, Christianity should be a theocracy, but a nation well, shouldn't be a theocracy.
1: Right okay yeah. yes maybe that that's clear yes the nation should not be a theocracy because unfortunately what happens is you get people in power who then turn right. into pharisees and corrupt the law and all of a sudden now we have things like what's happening in iran where they have modesty police that are you know telling people what they can and can't wear Right. okay so you can't as a nation be a theocracy. However, if, if we followed the 10 commandments and truly took that to heart, I think our nations would look a whole lot different and, and be a whole lot better for the whole of humanity, not just one nation in specific, but for the whole of the, of the world, because it would be treating each individual with respect and tolerance and peace and patience, the same things that, that we expect of other people we would be treating people with. Um, and I think if you really look at the 10 commandments, and again, I'm going to go back to Matthew chapter 22, um, and, and really look at those commandments that Christ gave you. If you take that to heart and really, Understand what Christ is saying. I think that changes your relationship with Jesus. Yeah. I think you grow closer. I think you. It it pause. It makes me pause throughout my day, and think. As what I'm doing right now. Loving God with what I have. Is it loving God with everything that I am? Is it loving my neighbor like myself? And if it's not, then maybe I shouldn't be participating in this.
0: You know, a lot of and spirituality that, is saying no to certain things.
1: Yeah. Because that's how you grow closer. I think that's how you, that's how I grow closer to Christ every day. It's by taking time to think about what it is that I'm doing. I'm reading. I'm thinking about. I'm listening to. Are these things building my relationship or is it detracting from? Yeah. One of the two
0: so hearing you talk i would echo a lot of that like when it says how imagine a nation where these commandments were followed i don't know there's not a nation that would follow it they can't in fact that's the reason why there's laws and this is in galatians this is the in romans this is paul's argument about the weakness of the law Mm -hmm. a law will not change a heart it can't it's just it can restrain your actions sure but you still might want to kill that person right
1: you get mad enough
0: Right. Or Like, you still might want to commit adultery, but you've told yourself no because you've made a vow. And the only way that gets changed is if the Holy Spirit changes your heart. And so if we can't have God as king as a nation or society, then the best you can do is have people with transformed hearts that are acting as light and darkness, right? Um, Sure. So the best you can do then as a nation would be, and, and I think this is important because there's enough actual evidence in front of us that there's a difference like you can crack on america for the ways that it's fallen short of its vision yeah but there are other countries that are right on their vision and they stone homosexuals or they and so it their vision of of society is different than one that's at least motivated by um Mm -hmm. goodwill if you will yes and so like so so the critiques are two different ways and so i think what the ten commandments does is at least say here's the vision and let's try to make sure everybody goes to the vision and at least strive for it and there's going to be people who are stinkers but then you hold them accountable for it and it doesn't become normative right like right you don't want a society where adultery is normative you don't want a society where theft is normative right and so um but it doesn't have to necessarily be based on your faith um again the ten commandments could have nothing to do with faith like the pharisees had nothing to do with faith it was just Mm -mm. carrying out the commandments um but if you're a faithful person it's not the default mode it's to love god and your neighbor and then as you fall deeper in love with god and your neighbor you reflect the ten commandments yeah they're not limits they're they're descriptive, descriptory descriptive i guess maybe yeah Um, absolutely
1: Descriptions of the relationship that you've built, yeah, and continue to build.
0: Yeah, so how? I mean, yeah. So if we see the Ten Commandments as a key to our spirituality, like as long as we keep those and we're first, um, loving God in Jesus Christ, falling deeper in love with Jesus, will produce fruit. It's like uh, the fig tree, like the fig tree that Jesus curses because it's mm-hmm. not producing fruit. Like, could that fig tree be like? I'm going to do this now, guys. It probably has a lot to do with whether it's in the right soil i mean yeah. the soil has the nutrients and we just have we, you have to be connected with that in order to bear fruit but like like i'm never gonna be like i'm gonna make my hair grow <laughs> you know like anymore
1: ain't gonna do it
0: i mean i could i could desire it as much as i want to have hair but if the goal is to be connected with something then that's the goal not just the hair part anyway What else you got on there rev oh
1: i i think one of the one of the summary sentences here is on top of page 35 caleb says our job as readers is not simply to hear the words but to seek the face of the one speaking them
0: yes yeah that's good way to go caleb knocking it out of the park brother
1: man did a great job yeah
0: Maybe by the time he's done, he'll have sixty-one home runs. Like, a Judge,
1: yeah,
0: it's good. It's a good lesson.
1: It is a lot to think about, you mm-hmm. know. Really, as as a teacher, you know, some of the things to to dig into is this whole concept of the old covenant, new covenant, and why it's new covenant, and not that mm-hmm. that means that this is obliterated, but that it was it was a building block that God used to get us to the next place
0: yeah um so I've said this before just I'll put some stuff in the newsletter I think this time that'll talk about like the reformed understanding that there were two covenants mm-hmm. and the first one was you know Adam and Eve and then after that all the covenants were were building up to one but um Hubert Morrow put forth the fact that it was only just one covenant all the time it's never been but just one covenant so that's that is probably the um uh, contribution to Cumberland from Cumberland Presbyterians to reform theology that wasn't there before but if you do a little research on covenantal covenantal theology versus dispensational theology Uh um, I don't want to open up this can of worms but like historically Presbyterians would not have the um left behind series
1: um Mm.
0: in the library uh because we're not dispensationalist or or that tends toward a dispensational theology but um again it's not a matter of like heresy it's just a matter of theology Mm -hmm. so but anyway that might be something you study for this week to uh to teach the class or to to explore with class yeah so i'll have something that's all i got well done all right. Well, then, um,
1: enjoy this week.
0: Yeah. Thank you all for coming today in the park. We had a great time.
1: We had a blast
0: on October the 4th <laughs> from 10 to 12 at Montgomery <laughs> Bell State Park. So, and anyway, may the Lord bless you, keep you, make the, make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace this week and preach well and teach well and do all for the glory of God.
1: Amen. Bye everyone.